0: Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Tuesday, August 2nd. Hope your day is going well. And uh, we got Dave joining us here in just a few moments. And we'll see what the markets are doing. They finished good yesterday. See if they can follow through. And with that, we'll wait for Dave just a second.
1: And now 21 before 9. Let's check in on your money and find out how the Wall Street goons are treating us today. You got money in equities. You're probably looking at it and going, what? Well, that's why we try to put your mind at ease and check in with Philip Stadler from Stadler Financial Services in downtown Seabringham. Find out what's going on. Philip, good morning. How are you today?
0: Good morning, Dave. Hey, uh, we've got a little sluggish start to August. Uh, It looked good yesterday morning, but it just couldn't hold on for the whole day. And it may have something to do with some of the economic numbers that came out yesterday.
1: It could have. Net-net at the end of the day, we were saying before we went on the air, I really can't get excited about a 46-point drop on the Dow, 11 on the NASDAQ, or 11 on the S&P, and 21 on the NASDAQ, because uh, June ended up being the uh, best month for the Standard & Poor's 500 since November of 2020, and most of that growth was in the last two weeks of the month, so a little bit of a respite day doesn't really sound all that bad, but uh, I'm looking at the futures this morning. It looks like we're going to take a break for another day doesn't it
0: uh yeah it does at least uh, start off the day unless there's some good news that comes out at 10 because uh, yeah, there's a bunch of good there's a bunch of reports and stuff that are coming out at 10 so maybe that could turn it around
1: Yep, and those midday reports have not been kind to us. Yesterday, we were kind of sitting on pins and needles on manufacturing growth and construction spending. And given what happened on those two reports yesterday mid-morning, I'm surprised we ended up with what what I would still call a relatively flat day yesterday.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, we had uh, the big one to me was construction spending. Uh, Mm -hmm. That came out about 10 o'clock yesterday morning. They expected it to go up four-tenths of a percent. It actually went down 1.1%.
1: Well, yeah, that's precipitous. Yeah, you told me that was worse than construction or manufacturing growth, and that was the number that I had. It fell to a two-year low in July, and I was considering that kind of a market mover just on the grounds that that indicates the output from the factories that will eventually end up in the consumer's hands. But we ended up with uh, two not-good reports, so once again, a flat day wouldn't be half bad. Uh, today, two things are coming out. One of them is that leg of the stool that we've been saying is holding us out of uh, what even the Biden administration would admit is a recession, and that's the uh, and that, that's the JOLTS job opening report. Uh, JOLTS reports about 10 o'clock this morning, and that's what we'll get a picture as to how employers are doing as far as creating jobs for us. And it's kind of the beginning of a whole flood of employment-related news this week.
0: It really is. I mean, a lot of employment news. Um, We've got the job openings. we got first-time claims. And then on Friday, we've got the uh, the federal number, uh, federal government number for non-farm payroll. So uh, a lot of job stuff coming out this week.
1: Absolutely, and again, I keep getting the. Uh, I, it turns into barroom conversation when I drop off at the got uh, the club for a beer or something. Hey, are we finally coming out of this thing? Are my stocks going to go back up? One of my tip sheets today was doing the the usual. Well, we've hit bottom. This looks like the recovery, and he was trying to parallel it off of nineteen eighty two, which I'm not a hundred percent sure I'm ready to buy into. Uh, market's been going back up for the last couple of weeks. I I am still normally you and I have. Op- Opposite viewpoints. I'm wearing the rose-colored glasses, and you're the cynic. But I think both of us are kind of saying this still looks like a bounce off the bottom to us. I don't think we're go- we've, we've hit the end of this bear market quite yet. Do you?
0: I, I just don't. I, I just think it's been um, too short-lived. I think there's too many things out there. The supply chain's not fixed yet. Um, there, there's too too much headwind out there to uh, to think that we're really out of this uh, bear market yet.
1: You know, bear markets don't last just two months. I mean, you know, the the kind that we had off of the oh nine crash was inordinately long. But that having been said, they also don't just last 60 days. They have a tendency to be a little longer lived than that. So I, I look at this bounce up right now, and every one I've ever seen at the very least, there's always a bounce up, and then you finally hit bottom. Then you can say, okay, we'll call it now, and we're on our way out. And this is just kind of that bounce before the end. I mean, you know, hold on to your drama. I mean, we've got a few more months left of this, but it's still, I, I think it's going to be a, a shorter-term bear market than many of the other ones have been. That's, that's still probably... Probably a safer bet than others.
0: Oh, well, it's uh, still a little too early to call that one. Um, Mm -hmm. It's going to depend upon inflation, right? And what the Fed does in interest rates and how fast um, what they've already done starts to take effect uh, to our marketplace now. I mean, to me, that's what's going to really depend. And and if the Fed continues to raise rates, you know, how fast is that going to slam the brakes on uh, to, to our economy?
1: And now we're getting back to me with the rose-colored glasses and you with a cynic, right?
0: <laughs> I didn't want to let you it's, down,
1: Dave. It's, it's nice to have our usual roles back in place. Earnings season is in the heavy-duty measure right now, and uh, one of the tip sheet elements that I saw was that for some reason, and I know you've got the report why, about a third of our downtick on the Dow futures today, they're blaming on Caterpillar what in heck went wrong.
0: Well, Caterpillar really um, didn't do all that bad. I mean, their earnings beat the forecast. They just missed on revenue. Um, Their big deal is they've been hurt by exiting Russia, right? Their sales were hurt. So you would expect their their revenue to be down, uh, but earnings beat. So that's got to be good. But they continue to have supply chain issues as well. So I think those two things... Um, along with elevated cost during the last quarter, is putting some pressure on them this morning. Uh, So they're down about three and three quarters percent right now.
1: And when you remember the Dow, that's definitely not good news on a a price-weighted index like that. Supply chain surprises me here in Caterpillar because of all the companies that I thought would be mostly American-made stuff where we don't depend on a lot of stuff across the pond, I thought they'd be kind of a poster child there
0: you you would think um but but they still let's face it not everything comes from the US it doesn't matter what you're building um so I'm sure there's some parts and stuff that still come from overseas
1: and I guess even great big earth moving stuff has a bunch of chips in it and that's not good for anybody right
0: no, that's right there's, you're right there's all everything's computer driven anymore
1: absolutely other indications we got this morning
0: so we we've got uber reported you know mm. uber, the ride hailing uh, uh, business, they, uh, they came in and lost $1.33 a quarter uh, for the quarter per share. That's about uh, $1.7 billion headwind, uh, dropping the value. Um, so so they're, they're feeling that. Their revenue, though, Dave, did come in better than expected. And they actually turned to cash flow positive for the very first time. Um, oh Lord, we're so, going to put up
1: with more of those dumb Uber Eats commercials on cable TV, <laughs> then, right?
0: It must be working because uh, they're they're trading up today, almost three dollars a share, which is a little over twelve percent.
1: Well, not bad. It's nice year winner all. for a change after Caterpillar. What
0: but, well, we yeah, they're up five percent <laughs> yesterday, so uh, not not a bad two day string so far. And we've sure. got a string of things that are, are like startup types things. We got Pinterest reported. Uh, mm-hmm. print, uh, Pinterest, um, they have an activist investor that's joined in called Elliott Management, and um, and so they've become the largest shareholder. They had lower than expected earnings, but revenue beat by just uh, or they were slightly below expectations. Uh, not not as bad as as, as you would think. But they're getting a nice little bump this morning, up 18, almost 18 and a half percent.
1: Wow. It's yeah. not one of the biggest companies, but it's good to see anybody with that kind of a number ahead of the market opening.
0: Yeah, nice, nice bump for them. Uh, we had, um, I was trying to see what else. Oh, we got Simon Properties, right? The mall owner. They own I malls was wondering over what place. happened
1: with them. Of all the economically depressed retail interests, mall owners are not exactly having an easy road to hoe, but I'm seeing positive ink here. What happened?
0: Well, they had better than expected earnings. Revenue was just a little bit below what the street had forecast. Um, they're doing well despite inflation. As far as the uh, David Simon, he's the CEO of the company. And so they they're, said so they're positioned well. Um, for this potential recession, which is, that's good news. And when you get a retail establishment that thinks they're 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 positioned well for that, um, they are trading up this morning one point, about 1.4%.
1: Yeah, I was wondering where the positive came from going into a recession. I would expect mall owners to kind of fall out of bed with the market, but that's good news to hear.
0: Yeah, I mean, maybe they've got some debt under control that won't hurt them so bad. I, I didn't know details, but um, then we had, I got two more. I got Avis uh avis budget rental car they obviously they're benefiting from all this increase in travel from all the pent-up demand Uh, they did have better than expected results for the quarter and um again strong demand everybody wants to get out there and travel right now because we've been shut down for so long um and they've also instituted some stringent cost controls and that's benefited them as well uh they're trading up almost six percent this morning which is almost eleven dollars a share
1: i think getting an arm and a leg for every car rental doesn't hurt that either i'd imagine you're,
0: you're right the car rentals have gotten outrageous um, absolutely the last one i have for you davis uh zoom uh zoom reported a better than expected results for the quarter, it even raised its full year guidance. Um, so so good news for them. They were trading up a little bit, but now they are uh, backing down a little bit. They're down about uh, nine tenths of a percent right now.
1: But, you know, a positive report for Zoom is good news because you and I were almost sounding taps for them as we came out of the uh as we came out of the pandemic work at home period. And uh, if if they're surviving that well, and they're still, they still have a base of operations and a good base of business that can make them an ongoing concern. That's good news.
0: Well, I think they are, um, uh, they're probably the standard is um, in in terms of um, video conferencing and meetings Mm -hmm. and that kind of stuff. I know Microsoft teams is right there with them. Uh, A lot of companies are using those two platforms as their main platforms for uh, any kind of virtual meetings.
1: Absolutely. And Zoom does good marketing, too, because small groups like, oh, our church board, for instance, during the pandemic, you can get an hour free. Well, then you got a membership. And if you're going to do something big, well, then you get a paid membership in order to do something big. So their marketing has been pretty good. They kind of wormed their way into our cell phones and tablets, haven't they?
0: That, they really have. You know, they're they a good thing. job easy to do it's it's not complicated um so yeah so they've done a a good job there
1: absolutely resetting the table this morning it was kind of a pink day yesterday on wall street really nothing catastrophic but we were off a little bit on all the major indexes 45 minutes before we open we kind of gave them a warning that things weren't looking all that hot this morning early on what we doing so far
0: well, it's continued to add a little bit more red ink as you and I have spoken this morning. Uh, we got the Dow down uh, almost six tenths of a percent right now. That's uh, one hundred and eighty-seven dollars. We've got the the S and P five hundred down seven tenths, about almost twenty-nine dollars. The Nasdaq one hundred down almost one percent to one hundred so, and twenty-three dollars. So the Russell two thousand down almost one percent as well. So so everything is solid uh, red right now. As uh, we look at the commodity side, we've got uh, silver up about uh, two-tenths of a percent, gold up almost nine-tenths of a percent. That's one of the biggest jumps for them. Gold's actually made a pretty good jump. They're over $1,800 an ounce right now to $1,803. Wow, Uh, that's a number I haven't heard in
1: a while.
0: I know. It's been a while since gold's been up there. Uh, And then we got uh, crude oil down significantly, not, not from its close, but from where it was yesterday when you and I spoke. It's basically flat from the close at $93.86 a barrel. And remember yesterday, we were at almost $96 a barrel. So it's, uh, it's down significantly from yesterday
1: absolutely half uh, overseas markets they are still concerned about the Chinese economy growth uh, everything was pretty much off some of it precipitously around the Asian rim Chinese composite was down two and a quarter percent Hong Kong down by over two and a third percent of the close early this morning Europe is frittering around the zero mark we're talking about mostly red ink but not a lot of movement either side of zero over in Europe halfway through their day uh, double dip have we hit bottom nobody knows for sure one thing we know for sure if you're playing, if you're playing craps with your uh, with your retirement income and have too much in equities, it's a scary time to be getting close to retirement age. How do I find you to get the risk out of my portfolio, Philip?
0: Dave, you know that's why we developed the core retirement design, where we help people calculate their personal risk preference, organize their goals and objectives, review to make sure that they are in line with that, and then establish that optimized risk matched portfolio. Give us a call at eight six three. to schedule your core retirement design phone consultation. And then this weekend, join us for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730
1: and 95.3 FM. Already Get back here again tomorrow morning on Light. Philip, thank you so much. We'll see you then, all right?
0: All right, man. Have a great day.
1: Thank you. Be well. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler.
0: Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. It is Tuesday. I hope that uh, you have a great day. I hope you'll join me again tomorrow morning, same time, same place. Until then, have a great one. Bye now.